Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Hello, everyone. Today, I've got the privilege of having my friend, Avon Gomez, here. He's an expert at helping salespeople inside sales teams do better. Avon, welcome to the program. Omar, it's great to be here. Thanks, thanks so much for the invitation. So let's start with the name first. Of course, in America, we pronounce it uh, Ivan, and Avon is very Latin. Absolutely. Actually, Ivan is uh, the actual uh, native pronunciation. Uh, I, I moved uh, to the States uh, close to 30 years ago, and I lived in New England for, for quite some time. And, um, and for a long time, people called me Ivan, and I've become a, a, accustomed to. But you know, as I moved down this area, which is a little more international, the, the, the original name, the native name, you know, which was obviously my, my, my mother's name, so my, my native name, uh, became you know uh, more more prevalent, which I'm, I'm okay with. So you've heard of Ivan the Great or Ivan the Terrible, I guess. Have you heard of Ivan the Terrible? Yeah, 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 yeah. So so the story goes that when I was born, you know, my, my dad, who's uh, an economist by trade, uh, and 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 I'm fortunate to still have him alive, and he's retired now. He, he's always been an avid reader. So he was a, a big fan of the Russian novels, and, and apparently I was named after one of those uh, characters in, in one book that he read. My opinion, Ivan the Terrible. So, so what's kind of interesting, before we get into the subject of sales, it's kind of interesting is that Ivan the Terrible, before he was terrible, became, uh, I guess, emperor or ruler when he was like really, really young. His uh, father had died, he took on the throne, but he had people around him basically helping him manage the state. Yeah. And they decided that, you know, before he became a man and took charge, if they could break him psychologically, they could control him for the rest of his life and be in charge of, of Russia. So they abused him severely. And when he became a man, he got even and yeah. gave all the lords that were running Russia at the time uh, an option. Either you're with me or you're against me. And they started this, a state within a state that basically ran Russia. And we still have it to this day. Yeah, uh, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's definitely a fascinating story. So, uh, and, and there's been movies and books about it. So, uh, um, not sure if it's an officially recommended uh, reading, but I think it's a good start to to get acquainted. And it's all about human behavior, and that kind of sets us up on our conversation today. That picking up the phone and calling someone to introduce yourself and make a sale uh, almost seems like it's a lost art. There's so many courses out there. Never cold call again. Cold calling is dead. This new, amazing, super fantastic social media way is going to be better. Kind of what are your thoughts? Is cold calling dead? Um, the short answer is not. Uh, it's not. What happened is that you know, cold calling has actually evolved, in, and it has morphed to uh, different ways you know, where uh, early stage sellers or sales developers or inside sales, when they're prospecting, are using many different tools. Um, but it's like a carpenter. You know, if you have a box of tools, are you going to put away your hammer just because you have an electric hammer? Are you going to put away your your uh, screwdriver just because you have an electric screwdriver? You know, the answer is no. You, you use you know, many tools. 
uh, to accomplish the goal that you are trying to accomplish. And if you use those tools effectively, you will be uh, very well off in terms of sales because you know if you have a healthy pipeline, you will have also, uh, 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 and you understand the process, you will have uh, uh, successful, success, successful outcomes. Let's say we had a client. Uh, let's pick an industry. I'm going to pick a company that does uh, website development. Mm-hmm. You've got some founders that are really talented at programming and they want to get clients and they've been getting a few deals in and they're doing a decent job, but they can't grow without a proper sales department. So they decide to set up an inside sales department. Let's say they're doing half a million dollars in revenue. There's four people in the company and they want to kind of grow to five, six million dollars as the next phase. If you were consulting with them to set up an inside sales department, how would you go about doing that? What are the first steps? And why don't we kind of deconstruct that as you go? to be a really good learning experience for people listening to our conversation on how to set up a sales team? Um, so an, an inside sales organization, and this is a, a really, really good question. So departing from the, from the aspect of prospecting and focusing more on how to establish an inside sales organization. Number so more one. so clearly on this example would have been some people that just had some friends that needed websites. They got a couple of referrals, so they're kind of doing business, but not officially a sales team. Just, you know, how a lot of people start out. It's just like get a couple of clients, we grow it a bit, then they stagnate and just stay at that level. But let's say one of those people that had accidental business now want to set up an inside sales team and formalize the sales process. Yeah, excellent, excellent question because I, I do have a friend actually in the greater Washington D.C. area that went through the exact same same process. So let me let me walk you through that. Um, so this individual is the uh, medical field, and you know they they develop a product that was FDA approved. Small company. Um, the owner had great domain expertise, and he wanted to establish uh, an inside sales organization. So the first thing that I will say is, number one, is uh, you have to be 100% committed to this venture. You know, if it's an afterthought, it's not going to be successful. The second thing is uh, 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 an inside sales organization is a great go-to-market strategy that is, uh, is, is cost-effective initially, but require a very good infrastructure. And what I mean by that is, you know, start with number one, you know, you gotta have a solid, a very solid strategy in terms of, for example, um, how are you gonna segment the market, okay? Uh, what is the market size that you currently have? What is the point of sale? You know, what is the, uh, the, 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 the average ticket price for uh, for that particular product that you, you're selling. So so let's pause there just for a moment. So let's pretend I am the uh, owner of the digital uh, website development company, and yeah. you're the consultant, and you want me to help figure out, you know, who's the target, what's the size. So ask me some questions, and I'll make some shit up, and that'll give a real example. <laughs> so Omar, that's a big question. For example, none of the question, you know, I'm going to say, Omar, tell me about your target audience. And tell me about you know your product. So what we do is we build uh, websites for mid-sized companies that want a great infrastructure to grow their company. So not only do they share their message, but they can interact with their customers. So uh, we're going after companies that are uh, ten million dollars to fifty million dollars in revenue. 
They've got enough money to pay us, enough money to build the infrastructure that they need to help them grow their company. So not just a pretty website, but a functional website that's going to help them grow. All right. And so who out of those companies that you mentioned is, seems like it's a small to mid-sized market, if I hear you mm -hmm. correctly, who will be your ideal you know, target persona that you want to go after? So we want to go after... Uh, Small biotech firms that are, uh, you know, creating new devices and new processes and new vaccines. So I think we want to focus in the bioscience space. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had some traction in the past in that area, and I think we'll have some really good reference accounts. All right. Um, so SMB biotech, small and expanding organization that are trying to uh, expand their, uh, their vaccine practice. Within those companies, who is the person or people that, you know, an uh, inside salesperson will uh, be speaking with? So some of these companies are still kind of small, maybe have 20 or 30 uh, people in the company. So it would be the founder and the chief sales officer. I'm not sure what title that is for them, but basically that person responsible for uh, bringing in revenue. So probably those two people and maybe the CFO if they have one, but primarily the founder and the chief sales guy who sometimes happens to be the same person. Yeah, Umar. And in order to establish your your um, your um, um, inside sales organization, what is the single most important problem that your service or offering is going to help those individuals solve? What is the the, the biggest biggest concern um, that they have? So the concern is that they built a website when they were uh, probably pre-revenue. And maybe once they got to uh, $100,000, they kind of redid it. But the website was designed for a much smaller startup company. Now they're a real company. And so they, if they had the right website, they would be able to attract uh, more talent to come to their company. They'd be able to connect with their customers in a meaningful way and get that feedback loop. And investors looking at their company, one of the places they're going to look is the website. And they don't want to have any doubts that says these people are too small to invest in. Yep. Excellent, excellent. So let's let's pause right here for a second, Omar, and let's take some of the biggest elements. Sure. Out of, you know, basic example. So as we start venturing into establishing, you know, an inside sales organization, one, you know, we want to get the sense that the leadership for that organization is really committed to um, to uh, inside sales. The second thing is. Do we have an understanding of what is the problem that we're trying to solve? Is this something that is going to have an appetite for the market? I will probably go and to the extent, you know, it's like, what is my competitive landscape and what is my competitive differentiator? Okay. So I'll be looking at those things because I want to make sure that I arm my inside sell sellers with that. And we'll go over some of the dynamics as we venture mm -hmm. into this conversation. So. The other thing that we we just uh, was able we were able to dissect from these you know is we want to understand what is our addressable market and what you know who we're going to go after okay so whether you know this is a microcosm uh, of you know what could be a, a larger example you know whether you're launching you know um, cybersecurity solution or we are actually uh, an, an ERP solution or a point of sales organization you know we we want to make sure that we understand. Uh, our market. The other thing is who's going to be our potential buyer because we in today's uh, um, um, uh, sales development effort, 
the the notion of knowing your customers, show me you know me, you know, it's playing a more important role than you know, just sending broad messages. Hey, we're cheaper, faster, better. Look at us. That doesn't long that that doesn't work any longer. Okay, so that's that's another thing. So we're gonna understand the industry. We're gonna understand the buyer persona, and then the next thing, you know, uh, we're gonna understand, you know, what our messaging is gonna be like, so we can actually, you know, go after, you know, these individuals more effectively. The other aspect, you know, so I, I don't know if that makes sense, you know, and we can okay, go so on. I'll answer for just for a minute, Avon. Uh, what you're saying makes perfect sense. So the question to you is this. Out of 100 organizations starting an inside sales team, what percentage do you think really spend time on figuring out who they're going after and doing that groundwork so they hire the right people and have the right tools in place? What percentage would actually spend time doing that rather than just give it lip service and go, oh, we kind of need this and let's go find people? What's your experience been like? How many people actually do the homework before they set out to do uh, build a team? When you're an early uh, stage organization, there are some individuals that, you know, um, do very mild homework. They think, okay, I'm going to have a person. I'm going to have, I'm going to give him a, a phone. Uh, this, you know, back two or three years ago when I was doing management consulting, I encountered a couple of the situations where they, they think, okay, we have a product, we're gonna give him a number, you know, we have a list of customer, we bought a list, you know, we're gonna give him a little script and go ahead and call. So and that, sales are gonna happen. That's the recipe for failure. You no, know, that's a recipe for disaster. Then you have the individuals that have a mild level of organization and all that. You know, then you increase your quality, your 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 your, uh, your uh, chances of success, and then you have the more sophisticated individual because then you get into situations of how do we align our inside sales with sales development, with marketing, with sales operation? How do we create an alignment with with marketing and the organization? How do we create an alignment with you know our recruiting team to uh, to start the entire process from recruiting? You know, because. That, you know, so we go to the different spectrums from being extremely basic to a more sophisticated. You know, there's hundreds of people that have inside sales organization. The question is how sophisticated and how organized and aligned they are. You know, with the, the organizations that they intersect. Absolutely, and I think that's uh, the reason I brought it up. Is most people, me included, guilty would do the bare minimum and just give it a college trial. Let's give it a go, and if it doesn't work, it's a bad salesperson and or bad customers, and not realizing that we set the whole thing up for failure. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. You know, these you know uh, um, um, medical product uh, company that I, I, I mentioned to. You. The individual uh, started small, but seriously committed to inside sales. And these individuals are right now up to six uh, inside sales organization, uh, inside sales individuals that are going through the prospecting and what I call cradle to grave or lead to close, you know, sales process. So the the, the key right here is uh, start small, build on your success. You know, have a serious commitment, and then start letting your your success build. You know, on you know your expansion. Uh, but you know, this individual had a good you know field presence. But as he was building the field presence and the upper uh, enterprise market, realized that the the lower part of the market could be very well served. You know, via inside sales 
uh, uh, giving attention to two uh, parts. You know, one, expanding the existing footprint of your customers, number right. one. And two, uh, with co new customer acquisition. So perfect scenario for an inside sales organization um, that you know, uh, can help you know, grow your business. So once you've defined, this is who we're going after, This is these are the pain points, these are the uh, tools that we need, uh, reports, white papers, whatever. So once you've got that in place, what technology do you bring in place to get that inside salesperson to be effective? Well, uh, the very basic you know, is you need to have your phone. Yes. You need to have you know, uh, uh, a good CRM uh, to, to, to uh, call uh, and track all your activity. Um, and, and then, you know, as you continue to grow, you can actually add additional technology. You can have a customer engagement platform. You can have, um, you know, uh, LinkedIn. You have, can have some, some social activity. You can have some uh, phone tracking and, 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 and coaching uh, technology. You can start uh, including some uh, chat box uh, features on your website where you can actually have live conversation so you can evolve but it really depends you know all those technologies are, are, ex, are ex expensive and they add to your overhead so you need to add them as you continue to grow at the most basic element you know um uh, obviously most individuals have you know that basic technology and now for example with google suite you know people have you know cloud and you can have cloud telephony and all that so that that you can bring you cost down but the key is more importantly in the enablement of your sales organization okay or that self that yeah and, and what i mean by that you know umar is are we enabling this individual with the right tools you know uh, so i will probably spend some time creating a playbook okay that playbook will become you know uh the the, the rules of engagement and the messaging what am i going to say how is it going to be my greeting? What kind of pre-call planning I'm going to do? What is going to be my opening statement? What questions I'm going to ask? You know, um, how are going? Uh, how am I going to create my, my my flows or my call sequences? Because most most uh, often people think that okay, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to get a, a, a prospect, and they forget about the process. So. One of the things that I mentioned to our early stage sellers is you got to understand the process. It's a three-step process. One, create purposeful activity. Not just activity, but purposeful activity. You know, that activity will, be, uh, will include um, personalized emails, personalized voicemails, personalized you know, uh, conversations, you know, so you got to leverage and even personalized social media outreach. So you got to leverage the omni-channel approach. The second pillar is you got to generate interest. Okay. So you go from purposeful activity to interest and engagement. And the example that I give to our sellers is this. Let's say I walk into a party. I'm completely new. You invite me to a social setting. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to scout the room. And I'm going to probably gravitate to a group that I feel more affinity. So I'm going to wedge myself into the in, into the group, and then I'm going to have a purposeful activity by having meaningful comments, meaningful conversation with the person initially. And some people, you know, let's say we have two or three, five or ten people in the circle. Okay, 
I want individuals to listen to me, but I also want to show interest on that individual. The second thing is once I have that initial, you know, purposeful uh, engagement uh, um, activity, I'm going to generate interest. Oh, this guy, Umar or Ivan Gomez, he's a pretty cool guy to talk to. You can talk about, you know, anything. And, and I think we have some affinity. And that's going to lead to the third component, which is engagement. So purposeful activity, interest and engagement. People, you know, and that's kind of like a, like a, a little microcosm of a mini sales cycle. Right. Okay? So you go from all these three steps and then you get to the engagement is the engagement component where you earn the right to have, you know, the meaningful conversation with your prospect. And then you can start, you know, qualifying initially to start uh, a potential initial sales cycle. And you're going to have a lot of these, you know, purposeful interest and engagement to create your pipeline because, you know, if you, you know, if, if you close one out of four, uh, or or or, or uh, it, it's it's you know a 25% close, so you're going to have a a 4x pipeline that you need. So you need to have lots of those, you know. But you need to have good messaging, good process, you know, mm -hmm. good systems to be able to get to building that that pipeline. Um, and then as you become more sophisticated, you know, then you add another layer. Let's say you add five reps, and becomes you know. Uh, a little difficult for that business owner to manage the business. So the the next big investment that you're going to make and it's going to make a significant difference is you got to hire the right frontline manager. Okay. Should those managers be working managers as in they got their own book of business or should it be just focused on getting the best ROI out of the reps we have? Some in the, some uh, small business owners will have what I call a player coach, and mm -hmm. that will work for a very short period of time, because you know these individuals are caught in in a in a challenging situation. One, I have to make the number, and that's first and foremost. And then you adding another layer. You know, I have to coach. You know, John, Nancy, and Bill. You know. So that's another challenge that you add. So ideally, you need to have a dedicated manager. I agree. So that's actually a really good way to think about an organization, put the infrastructure in, start hiring, start expanding, make it really effective. Ivan, how can people get a hold of you? Because so many people want an inside sales team, but don't have the expertise to set one up. And what they end up doing is doing a half-decent job and getting really poor results. So how do people work with you to set one of those up? How do they get a hold of you? So the question is, uh, how can people get a hold of me? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because, you know, uh, right now, yeah, Inside well, Sales I, is I, the I only way. You know, uh, uh, I mean, the, the best way is we can connect LinkedIn. Um, it's Ivan Gomez, uh, MBA, you know, uh, you know, probably one of the only one, Ivan Gomez, you know, in the greater Washington, D.C. area. Um, glad to socialize, connect, network, you know, and exchange ideas with anyone um, and, 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 and help, you know, answer any questions that anyone may have in the areas of, you know, sales development, uh, inside sales, sales process, playbooks, you know, could be a number of things, you know. Uh, I've, uh, I've been in business for, you know, 25 years and currently with a cybersecurity company. Uh, but from time to time, you get people asking just questions. So I'll be glad to socialize ideas with like-minded individuals. 
Brilliant. Avon, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, it was an educational experience uh, having you on the show. Thank you so much. Mark, great to talk to you as always. Take care. Until next time. So uh, what we're going to do is uh, that was a good show, actually, because it gave uh, it wasn't like just uh, bullshitting around. It was more like, hey, here are the steps you need to do to build an organization. You bet. It's, it's always good to talk to you. Let me know if you have any questions. Yeah. Cool. What we're going to do is record a little bit of uh, video here to promo that. And so here goes. Hey everyone, just had a brilliant interview with Avon Gomez and what we looked at, rather than doing a traditional podcast talking about general topics, I said, Avon, if you were building an inside sales team, how would you do it? And Avon took a step-by-step how you build a highly effective team. Avon, if there's one thing that you want to share with the viewers so they listen to the podcast, what was the one idea you shared that you think would entice people to go, oh my God, I got to listen to this? All right, so so we st- we talk about a couple of things, you know, but I think the the biggest takeaway is one, you know, answering the question: if I'm going to, if my go-to-market strategy is inside sales, how do we I go about it? And then, you know, if you already have an inside sales or sales development team already in place, the next thing is, you know, how do I get uh, uh, how do I get started? You know, so and, and the thing you did really brilliantly well was not kind of go generally. You went down specific step one, step two, step three, step four. If you've got a team that you want to improve or you want to start a team, listen to the podcast. Avon, thanks so much for being on the show. You bet. Omar, always a pleasure. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results.